Orthodox Journey. A missionary activity of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, working under the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia, presents Ascending the Ladder, a series on St. John Climacus's Ladder of Divine Ascent. Ascending the Ladder seeks to explore the spiritual gems found in this traditional Lenten reading. This episode features Dr. John Psaromatis, President of the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, who discusses the higher virtues found at steps 24 to 26 of the Ladder of Divine Ascent. today's podcast, my dear brothers and sisters, I will be talking on the higher virtues of the ladder of St. John of Sinai, that is steps 24, 25 and 26, that respectively represent the virtues of meekness and simplicity, the virtue of humility and the virtue of discernment. Meekness is a step before humility. St. John says, before gazing at the sun of humility, we must let the lights of meekness flow over us. These words spoken at this particular time, at the beginning of Holy Week, remind to all Orthodox Christians that as we are about to be confronted by the icon of extreme humbleness of our Lord, that our Church so proudly raises before our eyes during Holy Week, we must strive wholeheartedly for, this, for the virtue of meekness and simplicity to enter our heart. This is particularly challenging in the modern society we live in, which has become so complex and complicated. And yet, St. John reminds us that it is meekness that earns pardon for our sins, gives confidence to our prayers, and makes a place for the Holy Spirit. We read in a textbook titled The Shepherd of Hermas from the early Christian times, Be simple and guileless, and you will be as the children who know not the wickedness that ruins the life of men, 
Now, when we speak of such innocence, we are not speaking of ignorance and naivety, but of purity of heart. Christianity does not require us to be naive, immature fools. A child's heart does not mean a child's mind. On the first day of Holy Week, our Church presents to us such an example of innocence, meekness, and purity of heart, that of Joseph, the son of Jacob. Both the Condacion and the Ecos of the day remind us that he refused to be enslaved by the fascinations and the pleasures of the Egyptian woman, and though enslaved in body, preserved his soul in freedom, becoming Lord over all Egypt. This last phrase, very fine to the fullest, the third beatitude of our Lord of the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. The next step, 25, is about humility. The fathers call humility the ground on which all other virtues can grow and flourish. In Holy Week, Christ, personifies humility. St. John stresses the fact that humility is a gift of the soul that remains unknown and nameless. It can only be named by those who have experienced it. In the Martin's service of Nymphio, the bridegroom, in the first three days of Holy Week, our Orthodox Church helps us who lack humility, to better understand and identify with it. Christ is the bridegroom of the Church, and by association the bridegroom of our souls. Our souls, no matter how lowly, contemptible and unclean, are accepted by the bridegroom, and he offers us an eternal life of holiness, despite our unworthiness. Hence, should we not be moved by tears by such love? And if I am moved to tears, it is because I acknowledge that I am what I am only because of his love and compassion, and not by any virtue of my own. This is one way of understanding humility. This continuous paradox of contrition and joy, of tears and gratitude, Humility has the ability to overcome all the passions, anger, lust, greed, hatred. All this spring from a deep-seated ingratitude and a blinding love of self. To be humble, on the other hand, is to live in a joyful and peaceful state of thankfulness. Humility overwhelms our ego, dissatisfaction and ingratitude. It dispels all vainglorious pursuits, all anger and resentment. St. John stresses that where there is humility, there will be no sign of hatred, no species of quarrelsomeness, no whiff of disobedience, unless, of course, some question of faith arises. Brothers and sisters, we might wonder, how then can we acquire humility? The Holy Week we are about to enter presents us with an excellent opportunity to do so. We are about to witness the passions of Christ. We should deeply contemplate on those events. 
He suffers for us. The spittings, the scourgings, the buffetings, the scorn, the mockings were all meant for me and you. He patiently and humbly receives them in our place, and above all, the cross and death which he willingly suffered for us. All this surely make us think of ourselves as being eternally indebted to Christ. In fact, we do not belong to ourselves. The dismissal hymn of Holy Thursday reminds us, you ransomed us from the curse of the law by your precious blood. And St. Paul, in his epistle, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, reiterates the, this truth. You are not your own, he tells us, for you were bought at a price. We don't belong to yourselves, you belong to Christ. St. John of Sinai points out that humility is the outcome of gratitude. Hence, we can see how important it becomes for us to live the events of Holy Week to the fullest. As the hymn says, to accompany him with purified minds, our hardened hearts will melt before our Lord's love and sacrifice. We will experience his ineffable humility and hopefully we will acquire even a trace of it. May the Holy Spirit help us along. The final step of today's talk is that of discernment, that is, to be able to distinguish, as John says, the thoughts, the passions and the virtues. It is the spiritual capacity to discern, to distinguish what is truly good and what in nature is opposed to the good. He says, among the perfect, it is a knowledge resulting from divine illumination. Finally, it is a solid understanding of the will of God in all things, in all places, in all times. It is an uncorrupted conscience, pure perception. Although we have reached nearly the top of the ladder, we are reminded that many passions still lurk around and are capable to prevent us from reaching spiritual heights. We must keep battling on in every aspect of Christian life. There are three stages of discernment, he says. First, self-knowledge, epignosy, to know yourself, very much what our ancient Greek philosophers used to say, Gnothi Safton, know yourself. However, much more importantly, to know the commandments of our Lord and to what extent my passions prevent me from applying them in my life. This is true, epignosy, self-knowledge. Second stage, discerning good and bad. Again, Although seemingly easy, however, the distinction between good and bad can be distorted by our passion or many external influences. Such, such external influences we encounter plenty in our modern society of mass media, Facebook, Twitter, etc. A man of great vision, St. John, nearly 15 centuries ago, spoke of the need to be 
counseled by a spiritual father who, through the enlightenment of the Holy Spirit, can help us identify what is good and avoid the traps of evil. His advice might not be what we want to hear, but it is the best suited to our spiritual needs. If we do not adhere to his counsel, or even worse, we change our spiritual fathers, we've seen this quite a lot lately, it shows that the virtue of discernment has fallen victim to our pride and self-gratification. The third stage, St. John says, is to perceive the will of God. St. John remarks, Whatever you do, however you live, whether you live under obedience or whether you are independent, let it be your rule and practice to ask if what you do is in accordance with the will of God. He adds, Let our God-directed conscience be our aim and rule in everything. God-directed conscience? This, of course, implies that our consciences should be purified. This starts by mortifying our own will and accepting the will of God. Once again, turning to our spiritual fathers and accepting their counsel is of paramount importance. Even if our spiritual father he says, does not possess the expert discernment, we should nonetheless heed their advice. Our obedience and humility are more important than the discernment of our advisor. For God, he says, will help and lead safely the souls who have trusted their spiritual fathers. Brothers and sisters, let us all, this Holy Week, strive to approach the monumental events the way our Church presents them to us. With the simplicity of a child, the humility of the tax collector, and the discernment of a saint, we have the God-given assurance that in His infinite love, God accepts the work done, but also welcomes the intention from the Paschal homily of St. John the Chrysostom. Certainly, those who struggle the most against their passions, even if they fail, they will still receive their reward. I wish to all an enlightened and spiritual Holy Week. Oh.
enjoyed this edition of Orthodox Journey. To keep up to date with our podcasts, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or head to orthodoxjourney.com where you can find even more Orthodox talks, sermons and podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and view more content on the Greek Orthodox Christian Society YouTube channel.